listening to Side Talks. We're here. I just did the intro, I did the <laughs> outro just then. But we're just going to keep going. There's no reason to redo this. I mean, thank you for listening to Side Talks. <laughs> we, we are thanking you at the beginning. That's yes. all this is. And you will not get thanked again at the end. No way. No way am I going to thank you again at the end. Uh, I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm the creative director for the Sidewalk Film Festival and Cinema. And as you can see, I do a really great job on this podcast. <laughs> which Who is, the hell are you? Which is Side Talks, uh, where we talk about cinema. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Corey Kraft. <laughs> um, let's, let's start the conversation. Thank you again for listening. Uh, thanks again, by the way. Thank you for listening. What's this shit? Okay, I'm doing this a little differently. Brad, I'm about to do what's the shit, but I want you to put the T-Pain effect on it. Will oh you do God. that for us? What's this shit? Okay, so that is going to sound so much better with the T-Pain effect, or what I like to call the share effect. Yeah, well, that's where I think most of us were first exposed to it, right? <laughs> okay, um, I every cab in New York... I'm old, and the year that that came out, uh-huh. I was, you know, frequenting. I think I might have been living in New York, or, or was visiting very frequently at least. Every every single cab was either playing that or that Titanic remix, where the where you hear the like sound effect of uh, effect of the boat hitting the iceberg. Yeah, and I, it was like I'm going to Jack, whatever. I remember that vividly now that you mention it. <laughs> You've got two songs in a cab. It was one of those two. Anyway. Um, this is not about Cher or Titanic. This is what's this shit? And uh, and so I'm I'm watching a film. I've kind of dropped myself in there. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. You're going to try to guess it. We all know how this goes. And so what I'm looking at on the screen is actually uh, – mm, I don't want to describe it too heavily, but there's some deserty kind of stuff. Okay. okay? But the voiceover, okay, the voiceover is all this bullshit about City of the Dead, resting place, oh, some such on. shit. Are you serious? Do you already know it? Are you serious? Ha- yeah. Continue, because okay. I just want to hear. 1290 BC comes up on the screen. Okay. You already know it. No, just continue. Walking underground with torches. The VO is still rambling on with some absolute bullshit. Dark Underworld, Black Book of the Dead. There's some really laughable CGI that comes across the screen that's like the equivalent of, of the the shit you would see in like a, a Duran Duran music video from the 80s. And okay. This is well past that. So. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what this is. Okay. Or at least I know the franchise yeah. that I mean, this you, is a part you of. You knew it when I said voiceover City of the Dead. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's The Mummy. Yes. You should have just the got, I mean, the whole point is how quickly can you get it? Okay, but I wanted to hear okay. where that went. The, okay. the 1999 remake of The Mummy with Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss. Oh, Rachel Weiss. Oh, thank you for just mentioning that name. Um, yeah, and it, you're absolutely right. And I didn't even have to get to many other things. I'm skipping down the list just in two minutes here, but I've cut dude's tongue off and wraps him in gauze. Yeah, this movie rules. <laughs> when we got to wraps him in gauze, I was like, oh, that's when I'll get it. Did you did you watch this in full? Because this movie uh, genuinely kicks ass. Um, you know what? I haven't watched it in full. Brendan Fraser scares me a little bit. Okay. Um, but and he, I might do that because I feel like based on the the really really shitty CGI I saw that I'm going to dislike this a lot, and we can five minute fight it because you clearly the way you're looking like the cat that ate the canary, you like this shit. I do like this shit. Oh, wow. And that's what this shit is. Sam, shit that I like. Can you make a note of this? I feel like, there is there, what percentage of a chance do you think there is that I like this, considering Rachel Weisz? I'll put it at 35. <laughs> okay, I'm watching it. All right, well, that's what's the shit you got it when I said City of the Dead. I mean, this is nuts. What up? And now we'd like to welcome Charlie Brown Sanders the third to the studio for his segment, Film History Minute with Charlie Brown. 
Michael Mann's Manhunter was originally going to be titled Red Dragon, the same name as the novel. However, when Year of the Dragon became a box office failure, executive producer Dino De Laurentiis decided to avoid a dragon title. While Manhunter was being shot with Brian Cox as Lecter, Anthony Hopkins was playing King Lear on stage at the National Theater. Five years later, during the productions of The Silence of the Lambs, when Hopkins took over the role, Brian Cox was playing Lear at the same theater. Actor Tom Noonan, who played the character of Francis Dalhide, said that he avoided all contact with cast members in order to heighten the isolation and tension between him and other people, particularly William Peterson, who plays the protagonist Will Graham. In shooting the final confrontation between Noonan and Peterson, Noonan had to lie in a pool of stage blood for several hours as the crew worked on the other shots. After all this time, the stage blood dried into a thick, cement-like adhesive that nearly fused Noonan to the carpet. Additionally, Noonan spent many hours in makeup so that artists could paint fake tattoos on his back and torso modeled after William Blake's Great Red Dragon paintings. It was later considered by director Michael Mann as too over the top. When the production could not get permission to film on board a commercial airplane, Mann booked his actors, actresses, and crew onto a twilight flight from Chicago to Florida, where the production was relocating anyway. A stripped-down camera, lighting, and sound equipment setup was taken on board as carry-on luggage. Pilots and flight attendants were appeased with gifts of movie crew jackets. The scenes where Reba McLean, played by Joan Allen, touches a sedated tiger, features a real sedated tiger, and the veterinarian is played by a real veterinarian. The prison where Dr. Hannibal Lecter is being incarcerated is the High Museum of Art in Atlanta, Georgia. In the scenes where Peterson is interviewing Dr. Hannibal Lecter, played by Brian Cox in his cell, Mann took care to set up the shots so that the position of the bars of the cell do not move when the point of view switches between Peterson and Cox. Brian Cox said he based his portrayal of Dr. Hannibal Lecter on Scottish serial killer Peter Manuel. This is the only Hannibal movie where his last name is spelled L-E-C-K-T-O-R for some reason. In all other adaptations of the novels, it's spelled L-E-C-T-E-R. In a fit of resentment after David Lynch walked from the project, executive producer Dino De Laurentiis initially offered writer and director Michael Mann the opportunity to direct based on the similarity of his surname to the revised title of Manhunter. Mann was reportedly inspired to have Iron Butterfly's Inagata De Vida on the soundtrack from his correspondence with a convicted killer in Texas named Dennis Wayne Wallace, who claimed Inagata De Vida was a love song that spiritually connected him to the woman he murdered. Curiously enough, writer and director Michael Mann had initially considered fellow filmmaker William Friedkin for the part of Dr. Hannibal Lecter. But when Brian Dennehy, also a prospective cannibal, insisted that Mann see Scotsman Brian Cox in acclaimed 1984 off-Broadway production of Rat in the Skull, Mann was instantly won over by Cox's award-winning performance. Cox's scenes as Dr. Hannibal Lecter were shot over a three-day period. A then-unknown, Ted Levine, came to the rap party to visit William Peterson, an old friend of his from the Chicago theater scene. A chance meeting with writer and director Michael Mann led to an audition and his subsequent casting in Mann's crime story in 1986. Levine had his breakout performance as James Buffalo Bill Gum in the second adaptation of the Dr. Hannibal Lecter books, The Silence of the Lambs, in 1991. For over one million years, Rachel and Corey have talked. 
And now, they share with you one of the greatest accomplishments of all time. Their list of the top 200 films. And now we're back with the next eight titles in our top 200 films of all time lists. Heck yeah. Who just saying that it puts the pressure back on me again. Uh, these are eight movies that I love, though, in uh, an order that I, you know, may change tomorrow. We'll see. It, it um, stresses you so. It does. It does. I can't help it. But um, these are eight great movies. I'll stand by and being on my list in whatever order. Um, I'll start off with number 176. My 176 is Paul Thomas Anderson's 2012 film, The Master. Oh, you know what? Oh, my God. You're not going to like what I'm about to say. Sam, can you make note of the fact that Corey and I are going to five-minute fight the master? Oh, and I'm going to lose, and I know, but I still am going to fucking go head-to-head on that. Oh, my God. Uh, but in brighter news, okay. my, my 176 is coming in, um, coming in hot because it is a very new film uh, with Promising Young Woman. It's a very good film. Promising Young Woman is a great film. 175 uh, for me is Spike Lee's satire, Bamboozled. Okay. A cool. really, really great sort of scabrous movie. Yeah. Uh, 75 for me, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Hey, all right. Speaking of <laughs> mean spirited. <laughs> I mean, that's the least mean spirited of all of his films. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's right. I've. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. <laughs> I mean, happiness is. Oh, maybe don't do it. Anyway. Hey, I went into that expecting something completely different in tone. Uh, 174, speaking of different in tone, uh, this one I think is genuinely happy for most of its runtime. It's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, it's friendly of you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Dazed and Confused is my 74. Hey, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) All right, all right. Further up your list, I would imagine, or am I wrong? I believe it might be, but um, not sure where. Uh, 173 for me. Uh, this is a an ice cold bummer. The Adam McGoyan <laughs> film from 1997, The Sweet Hereafter, based on <laughs> a really great novel by Russell Banks, starring the late great Sir Ian Holm. Oh, I might argue that one too. Why? I know. I know. Uh, oh, the bus! The bus is driving up the mountain. Um, that's oh, my, that's my synopsis of the film. It drives I, off the side I of the road know. into a lake. Um, okay, my I'm just a jerk today. My number seventy three is her. Hey, I love that movie. It's a great film. Uh, one seventy two. If you if you don't like this movie, I'm gonna be so mad at you. I'll be fired. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, Peter Bogdanovich's Paper Moon. I love this film. Yeah. Paper Moon's a great film. Good, good. Great film. We can agree on that. Um, adorable. Yeah. Uh, behind the scenes, not so adorable. Well. But you know. Yeah. That little Tatum O'Neill. Um, okay, my number 72 is Jackie Brown. You're, you'll hear no argument from me, and we'll probably hear about that in the distant future. Yeah. Uh, 171 for me, uh, from directors, Lily, uh, Lily and Lana Wachowski, yeah. the matrix. Okay. I dislike the matrix intensely. <sighs> um, but I'm glad that that made your list. Um, I just rewatched this movie and you still like it. It's, it kicks so much <laughs> ass. It holds it li- up I mean, so it does well. Literally, it literally does kick ass. It, it holds up so well. Oh, well, my next three are going to be boom, 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 sidewalk alum. Okay. Uh, number 171, lucky. 
Hey, I love Lucky. It's what a great a, film. What a great little movie that great is. Great film. Um, 170 for me, not a sidewalk alum. Terrence Malick, his 1998 uh, war drama, The Thin Red Line. Okay. Ooh, not enjoyable, <laughs> but I gotcha. Um, number 170 for me is a documentary called The Wolf Pack. Yeah, I love The Wolf Pack. Pretty special film. Yeah. And finally for today, 169, I think that you probably agree with me on this, but now I don't want to assume anything. Um, well, when you don't like The Matrix, what do you like? Yeah, I mean, uh, you said it, not me. Look, uh, I, I gotta, gotta, gotta come in hot. No, I think you like this movie. It's David Cronenberg's The Fly. Yeah, I like The Fly. I like The Fly. Um, my Very different film here. My 169 is a film we played again at Sidewalk called Scheme Birds. Oh, Scheme Birds is a little different than The Fly. Is a little it? different. Yeah, Just Scheme a little, Birds is great. Little sidestep. Great um, film. Did that movie ever come out? Nope. That's <laughs> uh, that's that's bullshit. That movie uh, kicks ass. It's a great ass. film. It's yeah. a great freaking film. The first five minutes of that film where she's running and smoking yeah. is just, I mean, I knew, I, I put my finger on the space bar and paused it and, and just went ahead and sent an email and said, Can we, we're accepting this film. Yeah, that's a good movie. Just the first five minutes of her like talking in that heavy accent and running and smoking. I just was done. I'm programmed. Yeah. It's right there. Um, anyway, great film. I agree. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing your next uh, eight or so next time around i hope you like more of them <laughs> oh, no, me too believe me me too well thank you for listening to side talks no don't thank them no oh that's right i'm do no thank you for listening to side talks <laughs> you got all the thanks you're gonna get give us those thanks back please um we're your own personal cinematic byron and keats uh, okay. I thought you might like that yeah. one, English teacher. I, I do like that. Uh, visit us on the internet at sidewalkfest.com or check us out on social media at Sidewalk Film on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. These are the resources where you'll find all the uh, details about the cool stuff happening at the cinema. Super cool. Uh, thanks to Batwell Studios. We love you. And thanks to Splash 96 for our kick-ass theme song. We love that too. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words... Our expertise.